bear fruit with patience. Now, when Nico asked me to share the word on this Sunday, I was so grateful that he engineered it in such a manner that it was Luke 8. Because it's such an amazing passage to, to share on, to preach on. Jesus speaks about a parable and then he explains it. What am I here for? <laughs> right? So, thank you, Nico. <laughs> yeah, and we miss you guys. Uh, Nico, Bexy, Polly, and of course, little Ash. I miss him all the, uh, the, the leading us in worship. And yeah, so yeah, we miss you all guys. And we are hoping that you are having a lovely time there. And also praying that God is blessing you there. And also using you as a blessing to the family and friends there. Right, so Jesus here is speaking about the sower. And I think we have heard this so many times. The parable about the farmer who throws the seeds and then he speaks about the different types of people, how they receive it, how they assimilate it, and things like that. But given that we have read this passage so many times, many times we might, there are so many things we tend to miss out on it. And for me, I would like to just take the same the same parable, but when it is explained in Matthew. And if you turn to Matthew 13, and if you go to the portion where the disciples come and ask him about the reason for the parables. Now, we would have heard about the parable, and we would have heard about the explanation many times. But this is something I thought was very interesting. And if you read it, there's a lot which is contained in this particular portion how Matthew writes it and records it and he says and I'm reading from verse 10 onwards and the disciples came and said to him why do you speak to them in parables and he answered and said to them because it might be given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given for whoever has to him will more be given and he will have abundance but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. And I thought that was very interesting. Because even though he's speaking to his disciples then, it speaks to us even today. Because today, we might not have Jesus here. He's not physically here. We can't go to a place and hear him and be with him and walk with him. And yet, we have his words with us. And we are privileged to be able to read his words, to be able to hear his voice, to be able to understand what he is speaking, and to be able to share what he has taught us. If you look in this passage, he's speaking about how privileged the disciples are. And the thing about the disciples is that they went, they were among the crowd who came to hear Jesus. But they went and asked him, what is the meaning of the parables? They wanted to know more. They wanted to understand more. They wanted to study more. They understood 
the privilege of hearing Jesus. And we are in a position like that today. This word is available for everyone. But we, who have taken the, the extra effort of going to, to Jesus to understand what he's saying, to read his word, to, to study it, and to get the full meaning of what it is to be God's children. And let me be very clear. I mean, it's, it's a privilege and a situation I think we will be challenged on. If you look in today's world, there is a lot of confusion, isn't it? There are people who are, who are pushing to the left, and there are people who are pushing to the right. And they are so angry and they're so, they're so, they, they, there is no, there is no, uh, what's the right word? They, they don't have the ability to even listen to what the other person wants to say. And yet, when we stand where we are, and we look into the word which God has given, many times we are wondering, guys, both of you guys are wrong whether you're this side or whether you're that side, and whatever are the strong, strong arguments you have, none of it is based upon what the Bible tells us. The world is filled with people who want to take the truth and mold it according to the way it fits them. They want to change everything the way they want it. When what the Bible tells us is very clear, all we need to do is to believe in Jesus. He is the truth. He is the life. And through him is our way to heaven. Everything else doesn't really matter. We are not here for eternity. The truth of the matter is we will all be past this phase and there is eternity to come. The other truth is the only way to heaven is through Jesus. Everything else is just a dilution. So, the first point is the need to know that we are privileged. Privileged to be able to hear Jesus, to be able to assimilate his word and we have that privilege for a reason and that is to share it for the, for, the, for the rest of the people who do not understand what how valuable is his word the bible says this, this is like pearls it's a, it's a treasure something that we need to keep close to our heart and something that needs to bring great value Right, so moving back to Luke, and just want to go to the second portion, which is from verses 11 to 15. And here, Jesus is now explaining about this parable, and he says that, those by the wayside are the ones who hear, 
the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart. He says those, the, the word that fell among the rock, these are the people who hear, they receive the word with joy, but they have no root. And in times of temptation, they fail away. The ones among the thorns are the ones who, when they heard, they go out and choked with cares, riches, and pleasures. And finally, he talks about the final type of seed that falls on good ground and bears good fruit. Now, obviously, Jesus is speaking about four different types of people who heard that, who, or who hear the word of God and who behave differently. But to me personally, it did feel as if a reflection on the various stages of my life when it came to, you know, as a Christian. There was a stage in my life when I heard the word and I, had, I didn't want anything to do with it. It just passed me by. It didn't matter to me at all. Then came a stage when I received the word and I was excited by it and I was happy. And yet there were easily times when I slipped. Temptation came and I was no longer standing upon this. The third phase is a phase which was particularly challenging with me. for me. It might not have been riches and pleasures but definitely the cares, right? The cares of the world. There's something which, which has really, really troubled me. Now, uh, Zinia is an amazing wife, right? She's absolutely amazing, right? And I get away with a lot because <laughs> she doesn't take much issue about many things. But there is one thing which I get grief about, quite a, quite a lot of grief, and that's the fact that I'm not a good planner. I don't plan. <laughs> right? I'm not that guy. <laughs> I find it very difficult to, to be bothered about planning and things like that. And yet, the testimony of our lives, of our life as a family, especially is that faces when we thought we hadn't planned it properly or more importantly there were times when we were just couldn't plan we didn't have the option to be able to sit and plan things through facing given what we were facing but years down the line when we have looked back and seen how God has done such wonderful things that even if we had planned it, we wouldn't have reached the places or we wouldn't have achieved or we wouldn't have seen things, these miracles that God has done for us. And one of the passages that in the Bible that really encourages me is in Genesis 13 when Abraham and Lot they separate from each other. And this is before Abraham becomes Abraham. He's still Abraham. And he and Lot and their, uh, the, their servants and whatever, their, the people with them 
are constantly fighting because the land and its resources are not sufficient for both of them because both of them are so have become so big and wealthy and prosperous. And Abraham takes Lot and he tells him, okay, this is the land before us. You choose. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. He had that much confidence that wherever he ended up, God would be with him. God would bless him. And God would give him what is good. Right? So, it is so, so amazing that instead of our plans, if we can be found in God's plan. He's got great plans for us. And his plans are amazing. We can't even imagine what those plans are. But if we have that kind of confidence, that whatever we are seeing right now, it is immaterial as long as we find ourselves in his plan. And we are able to commit ourselves to that extent that we just want to be doing what he wants us to do. And then everything else. Because that is truly our testimony. Whether at the time when Jonathan was being born, or was it a whole move to, to Edinburgh, and every, so many things within it. As I, as I confessed, I'm not a great planner. But God has done it for us. And today we can stand back and just testify on how, how good he is and how he just works out things for us. To touch more upon the cares, uh, there are two things which I wanted to speak about. And one of the cares which really affected me was worry, the, the stress. And for me, it, a lot of it came from from my jobs, right, the job which I used to do. It used to be really hectic. It used to take a lot of my time. It used to take a lot of my energy, my mind space. And it used to cause a lot of stress. And yes, life is difficult. It is very, very difficult. It is whatever anybody might tell you. Getting up every day and getting through life, it's not easy at all, <laughs> right? There are so many things that expectedly come our way. Most of the time unexpectedly come our way. And we are left wondering how do we, how, how is it that we can handle these things? And it's not just, for me it was my, it was my career, my job. For others it could be relationships. For somebody else it could be, you know, I don't know, things like, uh, health issues. But whatever it is, there are ch challenges that come to us, raise their heads every day. And one of the biggest encouragements I've been able to get out of it is the fact to know that this is all temporary. And it's like this, right? So on difficult weeks, when Friday comes, you're so happy 
Because it's, you know it's just a few more hours and you reach the weekend, right? So that Friday seems to go quite well. <laughs> because you know, it's just a few more hours and we are there. And when, when we look at it in, in, the, in the journey that we are having here, and then we look at it as, what is our destination? And Jesus said in John, uh, John 14, he said he's going to this father's house where there are mansions and he's going to prepare a place for us. So that is our reward. The reward is the destination. And what better destination can you have than a destination where Jesus himself has gone to prepare? Right? It's like we are waiting for a vacation. And you want you think of the most exotic place. And nothing can that place can't even compare to what is awaiting us in heaven. Jesus said, the streets are lined with gold. <laughs> Imagine that is if you want to put a visual to it. That is, kind, that is just one part of what it is. Beyond that, of course, it's a place where there is no sorrow, there is no pain, there is no suffering. It's like you go to a place and it's beyond even anything that you can imagine. So what does this, this few short days really matter then? Does it, does it need to get us that low? Does it need to get us that worried when we can know that a few, few moments down the line we are going to be in this amazing place filled with glory, filled with joy, filled with praise where the, the heavenly hosts are crying out and we have the privilege to be there. So, when when you're faced with cares and when you're faced with anxiety, I think all we need to do is to just lift up our eyes and look at our reward, which is our destination in heaven. Amen? Right. There is, he then goes on, wait, I'll just, he then goes on to say about the circumstances which make all of this difficult and there are there are still days when believe me I, <laughs> i'm quite challenged when when it comes to faith many days and there are there are times when i'm aware made aware that this is this is just a short period of time i know what my reward is and yet I get up the next morning and it feels that the screw has been tightened by one more thread. I'm wondering what really happened here. Last night, I went to bed really encouraged, really, you know, just looking forward to another day to, to be a victor. And morning comes and the, something else gets, <laughs> gets added on. And it can be quite, quite difficult. 
and i'm sure it, it it's something which is which is uh, which is felt by every many people but one of the i still remember a message which was shared by one of the preachers back in muscat and he said uh, all we need to do is to go to the word right because the word has sufficient for that day and it's it's like an image which sometimes it's like a movie right so you have this band of heroes uh, heroes means both boys and girls so <laughs> let's get that <laughs> so they have just conquered a few challenges and then they they come up to a place and they are able to see their destination and they know where they are going but then ahead of them is a valley filled with maybe darkness there is fog there is thunder and lightning and there are so many challenges you can't even see ahead of you and we will feel like like that some days when we know within ourselves the surety of where we are going we know for ourselves the surety of where jesus is but yet that day we need that little bit more we need that little bit of encouragement the little bit of uh, a guidance and i think the 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 verse that comes to me is from psalm 119 and verse 105 which says the word of the lord is the light unto our path the lamp unto our feet and many times we might be wondering why is it that why isn't easier for us why can't we just see the whole path ahead of us why does it need to be but it is our building of the faith isn't it if if we do not have that faith that god will bring us through and he's given us the tools the word is so clearly there it says it will give us light it will give us light for the path that we need to walk on it will give the lamp it light of the lamp for our feet to walk on we don't need to see everything ahead of us as long as we know he will take us on the path we get there and we move to the next part so in terms of when when there are times when we might not see the big picture it's all right as long as we put our trust and faith in him and as long as he's showing us the path that's all we need finally we come to the part where it says where it speaks about the seed that has fallen on good ground and those who heard the word with a noble and good heart kept it and bears fruit with patience and i think this parable is also challenging us because throughout the bible right from genesis until the gospels and beyond it is all about what is the fruit that we have and what is the fruit that we can bring in this particular parable jesus actually speaks about the the fruit which was brought hundredfold and that we will remember isaac's story in genesis in genesis 26 he speaks with 
in the midst of famine, he was able to bring a, a harvest which was hundredfold. God blessed him that much that even in the times of famine, he brings fruit, right? So we are meant to be bearing fruit. We are not meant to be a tree without fruit. Each one of us is meant to be bearing fruit and good fruit. And Jesus says, if, we, if he is within us and we are in him, we will bring good fruit. But if we are not, and anybody who is not found in him will be, will be cut out and burnt. But if we are within him, if we have him within us, and it's, it's like there's so much of an interchange, I mean, uh, interaction between us and Jesus, right? The result of that is good fruit. And imagine this, at some point or the other, we will be standing in front of him and we will be having to offer our fruit. And how wonderful it will be that not only do we have the right fruit, but we have a good quantity of fruit, right? Rather than being in a place where either we don't have fruit at all or we have the wrong fruit, right? So this, is, this parable in so many ways is a challenge for each one of us. What are we doing? to show that fruit. We might, we might find ourselves, and we do find ourselves, doing so much to be able to show fruit here. Right? We're always trying to do something better than what the person next to us is. Right? We want to be that much better in so many ways. But what does it really matter when we are standing in front of him? Does any of those fruits matter? Because it's not the right kind of fruit. However, when we, when we toil in his kingdom, when we are within him and he is within us, and we are bringing that right fruit, and we are bringing it in good quantities, how great would be the reward? How great would be the, the joy in heaven to hear those great word, lovely words? Well done, you good and faithful servant. This is a great good fruit you have brought. Welcome into my father's rest. Right? So, essentially, I think this parable for me spoke these, these very simple truths. That we have to be ready. We have to be working towards being able to show good fruit when we finally reach, reach heaven. Uh, I think I'll invite the worship team back. And while they are getting ready, I think it would be good if we could stand up and let's pray. And just remember, that it is a privilege that we are able to hear this word. It is a privilege to be able to understand his word, to read it, 
and it will be a privilege to be able to share it with the rest of the people around us. And that when the time comes, we need to be prepared. Because truly, as we pray for the city, as we pray for the lost souls, these are opportunities for us to understand what really, really Jesus wants us to do, to, to assimilate it completely and to be able to share it. To be able to put aside these anxieties and cares, to realize that our, our reward and our destination isn't here. And finally, to be able to to put in that work to be able to get good fruit. Right? Let's pray. Yes, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we, we are able to hear you. We are able to understand you. Thank you for that privilege, Lord, of knowing you, knowing your heart. Thank you, Lord, that you have gone before us to make a place for us with you, with our Father in heaven. And Lord, let us never lose sight of that, Lord. That when the cares and the worries and the anxieties rise up, let us know, Lord, that you have already prepared a place for us. That everything else that we see here is so transient. It is, it is so temporary. And even through it all, Lord, even while we are here, that you have given us your word. so that it shall be a light to us, a lamp to us. And thank you, Lord, that when finally we have finished our journey here, and when we come up to you, Lord, we shall have good fruit, Lord. We shall be able to offer such pleasing fruit to you, Lord. We want to thank you for this morning. Thank you for speaking to us. And Lord, we ask for your help. We ask for that you'll just lead us. And that every part of our lives, we will be directed by you, Lord, and you alone. We ask this in Jesus' your mighty name, Lord. love what Zach was sharing there in terms of things are temporary, things are going to fade away and there's so many things in the world that we think are eternal so when it comes to riches, when it comes to how we look, what people think of us we can so often hold on to that and think that identifies who I am like that is who I am as a person is what other people say of me or what I've got but the amazing thing about being a Christian is we know that it is what God says about us 
And for those who are in Christ, we do not need to fear because as, as Zach was saying, we have eternity with him. We have that assurance of eternity because of the price that Jesus has paid on the cross for us. He came and he took our sins, he bore our burdens. And because of that, we get to live in this life knowing whatever happens, it doesn't matter. It's all gonna fade away, it's all temporary. The things and the hardships of today, they will not last, but the one thing that will last is Jesus. And every person in this room today can choose to have eternity with Jesus if we would accept his word and we declare that he is Lord. So I'd really love to open a bit of time of prayer. So for those of you who feel that you are clinging on to the things of the world and the things that are just going to fade away and they're material, they don't matter. In terms of if you're holding on to what other people are saying about you and riches, please go and get prayer. There'll be people at the back. Go and get prayer to help you let go of those things and hold on to God. And also if there's anyone in this room that thinks, I don't know if I've got the assurance of eternity yet. I don't know if, if that's for me, but you want it to be for you, then please please as well go get prayer at the back because Jesus's offer is open it is such an open invitation for all so if you're in this room and you want today to to make that promise to say Jesus you are my Lord and I choose to have eternity with you then also please go and get prayer Let's sing that again, God. Wholeheartedly, my 
I see a generation. And I see a generation rising up to take their place with selfless faith, selfless faith. again. Let's just picture Jesus riding in to Jerusalem and everyone crying out his name. Let's just sing this. Oh, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna. God, we just declare today that you are the name above all names. You are the King of kings. You are the God of gods. You are the Lord of lords. You are above everything. You are worthy of our praise, of our worship, of our adoration, Lord. I pray that we would put you in your place and we would put you rightly in your place. That you would be above everything in our lives. You'd be above the cares and the worries the riches, God, and all the things that intrigue us in this world, I pray that you be above it all. We thank you that you are a God that brings freedom and joy and peace and lightness. We thank you that we get to worship you today. We thank you for that privilege. God, we thank you for the privilege of being able to read your word as well every single day. 
we thank you that you are always with us and by us, that you will never forsake us, and that there is nothing better than a life lived with you. God, I pray today that we would all leave and we would be pursuing you with more zeal and with more passion. God, I pray that we'd be pursuing you above anything else in this world. I pray that you'd help us be bold, you'd help us stand firm and be set apart to be abounding in love. Yeah, God, we are just, we are so grateful for you. And today we bless your name. We bless your name above any other name. And I just pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that is the official end to our service, but we'll have tea and cake and coffee at the back. So please hang around and we'll be meeting at the same time, same place next week.